by the console wars where the wandering hordes of- wait you know what no we're not going to do this we're we're here to have a serious conversation about a serious thing we're we're, we're here tonight to talk about butts and pews uh this is the backlog breakdown and butts. there will be some you know pews. butts and pews Sunday, 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 live at your local church. Butts in pews. Get them there. Um, normally, we'd be talking about, uh, and we probably will talk a little bit about video games. You know, we like to talk about stewardship. We like to talk about uh, theology of recreation and vocation. And uh, we, we tend to have a lot of fun. We're going to have a lot of fun tonight um, because we have a very special guest. But before I introduce our special guest, Josh, uh, my lovely co-host, uh, you are Josh. I, I am Josh. One, yes. Josh. Well, one Josh of one. One Josh. Uh-huh. We have, I've, we have, I've been called a trash Josh before. You know, that's you, a, you know, a garbage I, I Josh. Only, I only regret that a little bit. Um, <laughs> and it wasn't even me who called you that first. Mm-hmm. It was That was right. Mike Gear Solid. He did yeah, that. I, and I just latched onto it like a parasite. Um, <laughs> well, right now, based on our, our fantasy critic league, he might be calling me that more and more <laughs> as the days roll by. Uh, anyways, yeah, th- whatever you want, whatever moniker you want to bestow on me for the rest of the podcast is fine because our special guest here this evening is Nate. Do you want to introduce? Well, yeah, yeah. We uh, we managed to. I reached out to. Uh, Josh Loftus from the Reformatory Podcast. Uh, you also had a bit of a side project. Is that still going on with Ted Cluck? Oh yeah, it's definitely more of a. It's it's not a side project anymore. Yeah, yeah. The <laughs> podcast is the podcast is Cluck, and we are in ep, ep twelve nice. or something now, and Excellent. off to the races. Yeah, coming in Cluck, but coming in coming in. Yeah, I Cluck. Oh my. <laughs> there's so many. There's so many things, and we've we've done them all. So nice. it's all right. Yeah, only, yeah. only twelve episodes in. Yippee <laughs> right. No, I'm yeah. Just Sorry. Oh my. Um, Ted Ted Cluck is one of those voices that I appreciate uh, appreciate a lot. Uh, I've read a couple of his books, yeah. including yeah. the the gen- the gentleman's the Christian companion to smoking oh. or something like that. Yeah, he wrote that yes. with Zach. Yeah. Um, I think they they co wrote that or whatever. Mm-hmm. That was a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then a, a couple of his other books. He's 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 uh. I, I, like I said, I appreciate his voice very much and just uh, narratively and uh, on some of his podcasts. So yeah. now that I know that you guys are still and, doing and you're that. Cool too. You're, you're, cool you're cool too. You're cool too. Yes. You're hey, you cool. know, I appreciate that. It, it, <laughs> well, you know, it's okay. I, I understand that when it comes to the, 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 the spectrum of, of celebrityism, Ted is much farther down the line than I will ever be. So that's okay. Though. <laughs> well, but here's, here's an honor that you have that he doesn't. We asked you to be on our podcast. We did not. Ask hey, Ted you know what? It, it's true. Mm. It's true. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's because you know you could get me. <laughs> well, uh, I'm not going to say I, I do tend to be very practical, but I think uh, I think one of the other things is that uh, you and I have been Facebook friends for a while now. Uh, I think we met in a reform pipe and cigar lounge and um, yes. and I have really come to appreciate uh, you post a lot of stuff about being in church on Sunday, fellowshipping with the local body. That's something that we actually kind of low-key stress like and when i say low-key it's like it's something we emphasize because i do think that's a, an aspect of stewardship is that especially for the believers fellowship with a local body is necessary and good and it's a responsible thing to do as as a mature believer um you know i'm not going to get into 
Sabbatarian imperatives or anything like that. Um, at least I'm going to try to avoid that because that's not a hot button. <laughs> you know, topic if it happens, it all. happens. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, uh, you know, and I, you like I said for a while now, you've been posting just really encouraging like bits of wisdom about just encouraging your brothers and sisters on Facebook and on Twitter to you know, basically get their butts in pews at a local church and to fellowship and, and serve and love their local body. And I love it. And so I was like, you know what? It's not a perfect fit, but I don't believe in perfect fits. Um, sometimes you just have the conversation that you need to have and you seem like a cool dude. And when I reached out to you, you're like, yeah, sounds like a good time. So, um, yeah, no, I'm super excited, man. Like, I mean, I, I listened through a few of you guys' apps too. And you guys like video games and movies and like I mean all that's right up my alley too. So it might it might be even better of a fit than than we thought. Ooh. We'll see. Yeah. I nice. like I like where this could be heading. I, I heard of another convergence recently in this. I I don't know if you've heard of this movie, but it's called Uncharted that just came out this weekend. <laughs> I've I have heard, heard of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually um, I, Well, I was gonna yeah. say I've been hearing that it's like it's a really decent popcorn flick. And that's, I mean, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So I was you. worried. I, I haven't been, I haven't been wowed by Hollywood's video game remakes as of yet. Yeah. Um, now granted, yeah, I that's going, an chasing off like, like Assassin's Creed and, uh, oh, although Paramount movie out of that, didn't they, they did. Wow. And it had Michael Fassbender in it too. Like it had everything oh, it needed right. to be a great movie. Man. And it was really bad. Uh, Warcraft <laughs> was another was another one. Uh, that <laughs> one disappointed me. I saw that. I paid money to see oh, that movie. Oh um, no! No, and, so and it was it was yeah yeah yeah. I left the theater trying to find a way to get my money back, but alas. <laughs> it work well, I think honestly, before the last couple of years, one of the best ho- like Hollywood attempts at like a video game movie was actually Wreck It Ralph. Um, I love that movie and it gave me hope that somebody, because it, it sort of betrayed too. Like you could tell that the people who wrote that actually liked video games and knew video yeah. games and cared about the culture of that. I mean, like one of my favorite lines, it was either Zangief or M. Bison. They're sort of like doing this like villains anonymous circle. And it's like yeah. when Zangief or M. Bison like looks at Wreck-It Ralph and says, just because you're a bad guy does not mean you're a bad guy. And I was like, <laughs> Mm. There was like something <laughs> like kind of got the feels going a little bit there. That's right. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Satan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, maybe that's what it was. Oh no, that makes it even worse. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Uh, that, that was definitely awesome. that was definitely a good one. Uh, heads and tails better than Adam Sandler's Pixels. So we'll just forget oh, that one. Oh, I've heard nothing but horrible things about that. But, but is that just like? Mostly because it's an Adam Sandler flick, or right. is that? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Oh yeah, so. yeah, yeah. It's just, I mean, anything happy. Uh, uh, what is it? Happy Gilmore, Happy Madison films, whatever. Yeah, happy Madison. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, you know, you're in for a trash film. It's so. <laughs> so true. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Makes me sad. That, I th- I think the best ones as of late that I can think of are um, what was it? Detective Pikachu, and then the Sonic movie which are both kind of kids movies, but uh, yeah, I'm holding out Paramount plus is doing a, a halo series and the Mm -hmm. trailer actually looked pretty good. Although they didn't get the original voice for master chief, which I was a little bummed about because he's still alive and just voiced Mm -hmm. 
video game like last year. Um, oh, wow. And and they did a trailer epic version of Phil Collins' Feel It in the Air Tonight. Or uh, I, I can <laughs> not feel it in the air tonight. Um, yeah, um, in the air tonight is the one that I'm thinking yeah, about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, everyone knows what Phil Collins I'm, I'm talking about. Yes. Um, do, do, yeah, do, it was, do, yeah. do, 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 do. Yes, that one. Thing. Like, <laughs> like screaming it while they're listening to this. Being like, you yes. idiots. Oh, I yeah. can feel it calling in the air tonight. There it is. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. But anyways, uh, now that we've gone down that rabbit hole of, of, I'm sorry, I took us there. I took us there. Well, this is, this is what we do, man. We are really good at being bad at brevity, bruh. So that's true. That's true. And here we are. Um, it's been another couple of weeks since the last we, we talked. It's been, yes, (laughs) it's been two weeks since I talked to you. Yes. Yes. You're welcome. That's true. Yes. It has indeed been an entire fortnight. So, uh, guys, what's happened? Well, well, actually, I, I don't even know. I don't even know how um, because Josh. I mean, I, before tonight, I guess we haven't ever conversed ever. So, what's been going on? Not to past, my recollection. Uh, <laughs> and and if if we have, I apologize for for forgetting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe a little bit of discussion on yeah, some sort of Facebook thread at one. Time. Well, I don't know. Why don't you use this opportunity, Josh, to tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about yourself? You know, yeah. we we alluded sure. to the fact that you are a podcast host, um, but mm-hmm. like I said, I've been your friend on Facebook for a while now. You are a man of many many talents. Mm. <laughs> well, I don't know about talents. I, I've got I've got a lot of a, a lot of swords and a lot of different fires, and I'm not sure I'm hammering any of them out very very well. But but it's <laughs> true. Um, yeah, uh, my name's Josh Loftus. I live in the greater Seattle area here in uh, the beautiful Pacific Northwest, Washington State. Um, and uh, married to my wife Lauren, going on eight or nine years being married now. Nice. Um, so doing mm-hmm. well there. Uh, uh, theologically, you could. I'm a 1689 Baptist. For those that know what that means, mm. if they don't know what that means, it means that I take theology very seriously, but I try not to mm. be a jerk about it. So oh, um, that's the best. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sadly, those two don't often go hand in hand. No, but you know what? No. <laughs> We're trying. We're trying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, been in in uh, pastoral ministry for quite a while, uh, taking a oh, nice. sabbatical break at the moment. Going to be hopping back in here probably pretty soon. Um, my background is in uh, biblical nuthetic counseling, so I've got a got a real heart for you know counseling uh, counseling folks, especially within the context of the local church. Um, I like like stated before, I, I I'm I'm a big local church guy. Um, most of my life is kind of centered around that. That's not really a flex. It's just, that's just how things have shaken out and I'm happy about it. Um, yeah, that's awesome. I am, uh, I'm, I am a massive, massive cigar snob. Um, mm. and when I say snob, I mean like, I, like I, it, it borderline sin often <laughs> the way that I will turn my nose up at certain people if they're smoking, you know, acids or something like that so. <laughs> okay okay i was gonna say dude sometimes like listen here we no, go here we go acid is bad you, you know but i i get it the 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 infused cigars i have sort of i have outgrown them um but occasionally i do indulge in smoking a Wait, stick of candy um, yeah acid cigar acid cigars are like are like dispensationalism like everyone goes through it <laughs> but the point is, the point is, you want to like 
you want to get out of it, move past. And some people, some people just spot. decide to stay right where they're at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, that's when things get crazy, and that's when <laughs> things get crazy. That's right. Um, most people don't know, but I'm a huge nerd. Um, I know yeah. my rugged exterior uh, says otherwise, mm. but uh, man, I, I love good video games. I'm a huge cinema guy. I love film, love movies. I was actually a videographer for through high school and college. My brother-in-law. Or, excuse me, my brother and I did a lot of you know, film stuff. Um, Star Wars, man, Marvel, DC. I, I'm 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 much more of a DC guy than I am Marvel. Okay. Um, okay. So looking forward to that new Batman film coming out. But I can talk your off all nerd culture stuff like that. Um, okay. Yeah, that's just that's just kind of me. Like nerd stuff, local church, cigars. That's not much. Oh, oh, I'm the host of a couple podcasts, the Reformatory. We talk about local church stuff. And then cluck, uh, where we talk about whatever we want. Yeah, <laughs> nice, nice. I don't, I don't know if you saw it, and I'm not, I'm not trying to, but I actually smoked one today and posted a couple pictures on Facebook and Instagram. I smoked a, it's one of my go tos, uh, an Alec Bradley Prensado. Um, oh yeah, okay. All Prensado right. is like, you know, between that and Rocky Patel's decade, like I'll, those are those are almost always in my box. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Being, being the, like the snobbery like shows up with me, like in the brands, like I'm a big, like, like Mm -hmm. it has to be boutique. Mm -hmm. Like, like, you know, if it's name brand stuff, like I usually try to, I'm usually staying away from it, not because it's a bad cigar, but because I'm, I'm kind of an idiot. Like, let's just be honest. That's just where it's at. (laughs) So most of the cigars that I smoke, like it's super hipster because I'm like, a lot of people haven't heard of these and we Mm -hmm. like it that way. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But dude, Alec Bradley solid, man. Well, dude, I would probably be there with you except for like my wallet. I have entire, I just have expensive hobbies and like keeping my, my little humidor stocked with even like, cause like, you got the, like the Drew Estate number nines and the T fifty twos and like there's a couple others that like I'd love to just keep boxes of them, but it's like oh, that's absolutely. like a once in a while treat, and so it's like, yeah. and I've even been told that like, and I don't think the Prensado or the Decade are really that high shelf, but like in 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 a, in comparison to like a two or three dollar cigar, they're like an eight dollar cigar, but it's sure. like sure. You know, but yeah, every once in a while, it's it is fun to like spring for uh, like a leaf by Oscar or something like that. Oh, those do the 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 leaf by Oscar Maduros are are a fantastic stick. Mm-hmm. Um, leaf leaf uh, Oscar just came out with a one called uh, Superfly, okay, which is a cheaper version of kind of the leaf, uh, especially on, on the Maduro side. It's great stick. It's not as expensive, but if you can get. Uh, the Superfly by Oscar. It's a it's a it's a solid smoke. I'll have to oh, I'll have yes. to keep an eye out for that then. Yeah, but I'm nice. definitely with you on on the, the budget thing, which is why I also I, I enjoy smoking pipes as well. Um, yeah. I mm-hmm. I collect pipes. I'm staring at an un, ungodly amount of pipes behind my computer right now. <laughs> See, I have just, just plans on growing, dude. <laughs> Like, well, it is, it is, which is like, I mean, I'm on like maybe one pipe a year at this point. So okay. you gotta, you gotta be careful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You gotta shop the yeah. deals. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so I, I would be remiss if I didn't ask, because you mentioned you, you enjoy video games, you invo- enjoy movies and you talked yeah. about, um, uh, film and Marvel and DC and, and all that fun stuff. So, uh, when it comes to video games, what are some of your favorites? 
Just oh man, like two or three off the top. Sure. Um. So I grew up playing like Fortnite guy and Minecraft and Pokemon Go and no, I'm just kidding. Brasilo, why are you the way that you're you're embarrassing me? You're looking embar- stop me it. Right you're now. embarrassing me. This is you're embarrassing this is some, yourself. This is some <laughs> sus behavior right here, as the, as the kids say. Oh, so it is among us. Yeah, okay. No. Um, no, so <laughs> so so I grew up playing Halo. Uh okay. yeah. Call of Duty. So I'm a big Halo guy. Um that was that was like middle school and high school for me. Um yeah. games, kind of kind of top shelf games that I really enjoyed. Uh Shadow of War. Okay. Um, okay. 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 Awesome game. So mm-hmm. good. Um, I love anything Lord of the Rings. I'm a sucker for mm-hmm. it. Um, love the Shadow Wars. I'm in the middle of playing through Red Dead Redemption Two right now. I've never okay. played okay. it. Um, so beast. I'm working through. I'm working through the story mode. It's longer than I thought it was. Mm-hmm. Every time I think it's like the Return of the King. Every time I think I'm done, <laughs> there's like another chapter. <laughs> so I'm working through that. Oh, Fantastic no. game. Really, really good. Sweet. Um, um, Force Awakens. Okay, uh, some good Star Wars games there. So yeah, yeah. Anything. I'm a sucker for a game that has a really, really good story. Okay. Um, I'm not a big Call of Duty guy, where it's just kind of mostly, you know, just just blowing stuff up. It, it's not, you know, no, no, no hate to anybody who enjoys those games. I know they're super mm-hmm. popular. Um, but it's got to have like a really immersive story for me to really, really get mm-hmm. into it. Sweet, cool. Yeah, I dig it. Yeah. Well, now that your nerd cred has been established, um, you know, <laughs> um, yeah, which is really the only thing that we actually care about here, uh, you know, it's, it's fine. It's, it's cool that you're confessional, and you know, it, I mean, I only gig you a little that's what bit. I expected, yeah, that's what I expected to talk about is nerd stuff. So, <laughs> <laughs> but um, you, you know, uh, Josh, it has been two weeks. It's you know, been, I'm, uh-huh. I'm gonna, you know, just for the, my my own personal sanity, and just that, like, I'm you are going to be Dub Brocklow. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna cool. demean you by calling you cool. trash, Josh. <laughs> At least not, not more than once or twice, trash, Josh. Um, <laughs> but so the joke with that is, so like once a, we started actually last year, once a quarter, uh, we actually play through a game with some guys from our community, and one of uh, the the one of the other guys on there. He his uh, Discord handle is Amazed by Grace eighty six, I think, and, but he's also a Josh, and so he became Amazing Josh, and Broccoli here became Trash Josh, um, <laughs> and so differentiate, you know, make sure just make so sure we know who knows. we're talking to. Uh, yes, like, yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, but uh, and and I was not the one. Like, listen, I I. I have sort of that, I know that I have that sort of a passive aggressive, sarcastic, you know, Yankee East, East coast kind of like bend to me. And, yeah. uh, like I do that, but I didn't do that. That, that wasn't actually mine. I just latched onto it. Um, <laughs> like there's so many other adjectives in the English language. You chose trash. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's to differentiate from amazing because there's amazing right. and then there's trash and then there's <laughs> trash. It's literally on the other side of the spectrum. <laughs> yeah. But, so, just so everyone's it's, clear, it's, I'm the trash Josh. Trash Josh. Oh. <laughs> but Broccolo, how have you been the last couple of weeks, my dude? Yeah, no, it's I've I've been great. Um, I was trying to remember like what the, the past two weeks have been because it's been pretty standard, like nothing nothing too crazy. But as I looked back um, on my calendar, because I'm that old, where I'm actually looking, you know, have dates on my calendar to remind me of things. Um, the you one know, thing I'm does numbers that, and days mean things. 
Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. I, I use the computer to, to keep all that in, in order. Um, but I was actually on between uh, today, this recording and the previous recording two weeks ago. I've been on two other podcasts, which is kind of cool. Holy um, moly. So, yeah, yeah, kind of crazy. Uh, one was the Reform Gamers where we talked about uh, Shin Megami Tensei Five. Um, oh yeah, you, you. I saw you and Wes were slated for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. So, so we did that. We had a really good time with that. Um, which is funny because earlier that day, I recorded the previous uh, bite-sized episode on the Shin Megami Tensei series. So, man, my brain is just this just mush. And then, funny enough, this morning another game in that series was announced uh, to be released in August. Um, but they dropped all of the monikers and just called it Soul Hackers Two, uh, which is just kind of funny. But it has like two other. Uh, uh, it's Shin Megami Tensei Devil Summoner Soul Hackers 2 is technically what it should be because that's what the sequel to that anyways it's it's dumb it's stupid I love it and uh, I recorded an episode on Shin Megami Tensei 5 uh, with the, the Reform Gamers so that should be out by the time this airs for everyone on, on regular feeds I believe it's going to be out next week so um, yeah there's that I'm on I'm on the reform gamers and then I also did a podcast our um, student pastor at our church does a podcast on parenting uh, it's called house on fire and uh, he invited uh, he invited my wife and I to uh, join him for an episode and it's funny because like I work at the church we had to reschedule like three or four times just because of different Mm. different things uh we have three young kids uh six four and one and so like you know we needed uh we needed child care in order for it to work and then you know so so just lining it up was kind of funny but again because we work together it's like you'd think it would be easier um but we had a good time we talked about um parenting different types of personalities because our kids at least our two older ones um have very different personalities and so we had a good time talking about that um so yeah, no, that, that's kind of the highlight of my past two weeks was got to jump on a couple other podcasts. So that was fun. That sounds very cool. Um, we'll yeah. have to plug those in the Discord and and maybe on the Facebook page when they happen. So uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, the yeah House on Fire is already out. So okay, that one that, that one he does no editing and j he just releases it into the wild. So mm. that was fun. He was like, oh yeah, we'll probably release this on Tuesday. We recorded Thursday. He was like, I'll probably release it on Tuesday. And then I woke up on Friday and he texted me and he was like, yeah, I just released it. So, okay, cool. Well, hey. there you go. Um, anyways, Nathan, how was your, your two weeks been? It, not Drake, but uh, McKeever. Well, and, and I mean, I am a Nathaniel. Um, and only scrubs uh, and trash people call me Nathan, Daniel, but like, uh, Nathan, you know, Nate. Oh, well, I mean, I fit the bill, so, <laughs> it's, you know, it's no, uh, it's not, I typically don't make that, but you know, I, people are like, so is it Nathan or Nathaniel? I'm like, it's Nathaniel, but my parents called me Nate because Nathaniel is a little pretentious and I was a little guy and I was a big name. And, uh, so, <laughs> so just call him Neil. Just, 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 just yeah. Um, uh, I guess. I, I don't get that one. Um, it's like Topher Grace. Uh, I don't want to be Christopher. I want to be Topher. I don't want to be Chris. I want to be Topher. You can just be Neil instead of Nathan. You could go by Naturo. I could. Uh, wow. I'm. Get some anime uh, in there for you. Uh, uh, I, maybe Natsuke. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, man, uh, 
I, well, I'll get to that here in a little bit, but there has been a, an abundance of anime in my life recently. Oh, yeah. Uh, much, maybe much to my chagrin or not. Uh, big, big feels. Big feels. That's all I'm going to say. But uh, as far as the last couple of weeks, man, not a whole lot. Work's been fine. Uh, it does seem like it's kind of slowing down, which is much appreciated, hey. but I'm hesitant to say like, oh no, it's absolutely slowing down because I say that and then I'll come back in two weeks and I'll be like, it's been awful. Like I almost died, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, but you know, work seems to sort of be evening out. We finally so, sort of seem to be like leaving some of like the, that November Christmas peak kind of rush behind us. Like, halfway into february it's like yeah are we are we kind of normal now bro we have one more week in february it is the end of february uh, it, it might be normal i don't maybe maybe this is just like it's sort of like maybe this is just the new normal um ugh. Uh, that's a that's I'm a term so that doesn't get bandied around a whole lot at all anymore ever for anything um <laughs> that i might be kind of exhausted by um but uh i feel like I, we need to deconstruct that term <laughs> yeah, yes let's deconstruct the 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 new normal um the new normal that could Did just you know that deconstruction was was invented by jock derrida in the <laughs> Oh yeah, the only type of deconstruction stuff I know is like sandwiches. Like that's <laughs> that's that's the type of de- like I want a deconstructed ham sandwich. Yes. Let's talk about that kind of deconstruction. Yes. <laughs> I I I I do like that. I, I I like that idea. That's that's a that's your next podcast pitch there, Josh Loftus. There it is. There so. it is. Yeah, yeah. We it's the deconstruction podcast, but we deconstruct everything except our faith. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I I would I would volunteer to be a guest and a listener at the same time. There we go. <laughs> um, so I I don't like I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna hold this up in front of my camera. Uh, mm. I can't tell if you can. This is a whiskey glass that I just recently acquired. That is the uh, the Hillian Shield and the sword the the Master Sword on it. Um, because this might be the most Nate McKeever thing that has ever existed. Um, it's a whiskey glass with nerd stuff etched on it. And I loved it. And as soon as I saw it, I was like, I, I kind of need that. Um, so that's awesome, but it's just the sword and shield. It's no hook shot, no hook shot. So it it does get gigged because no hook shot. Um, I feel, I feel like I need to like explain that joke away too. Um, so breath of the wild comes out, right? And Everybody's like, Breath of the Wild is the best thing since sliced bread. And I'm kind of like, eh. And uh, I actually ended up playing it and enjoying the game. It took me a couple of years to actually get around to it. And it's a pretty good game. But I, one of like, when it first came out, uh, the one Facebook group that we belong, belong both belong to, the, the Reformed Gamers, uh, everybody's like, I was like, dude, no hookshot. Like, I'm not interested. There's no hookshot, no grappling hook. Like, it's a game that, like, emphasizes exploration and physics, and you're telling me that the, the one thing that would make this game really cool isn't in it, and you're like, it's the best Zelda ever. I'm like, no, false. You're all wrong. But you have a hand glider, though. But you don't have a hookshot. <laughs> Dude, that's actually one of the one of the things that I loved about the most recent Halo game. I don't know if you've mm. played it, but the campaign they gave you a they gave you a grappling hook that you can shoot out. That no. is so much fun. Yeah, I spent nice. hours just like launching myself like up up cliff faces. Like there's there's <laughs> aliens trying to shoot me, and I'm just being a just an idiot <laughs> shoot this mountainside. <laughs> <laughs> it makes the game better. 
I'm just saying. I'm it saying. Does. It does. Grappling hooks. I'm with hook you. shots make everything better. I'm just just saying that, folks. Yeah. Just throwing that out there. But um, I'm figure out how we can get a hook shot in real life. <sighs> like if I could hook shot my way around. Now here's like like I'm a big guy, so whatever is on the receiving end of my hook shot is de- is completely dead. So I need to make sure I'm careful. <laughs> but I think well, it would be a pretty cool experiment. Even if you think about it, so like the the force that it would re- be required to like yank the chain. So like if you're bringing something to you, like you know, but oh, like yeah. if you like hook shot something, you're like, I need this to like it would probably just rip your shoulder. Like it would just destroy your arm. What what would happen is it would it would launch me flat on my face and then just drag me for fifty yards is what would end up happening and I'd get I'd get road rash and then probably do it again because I'm an idiot like I already said I mean this is the best thing ever it's like it's, it's the hook shot it's like hook shot that's uh, what I've been waiting for no regrets. No regrets at all. <laughs> Hashtag no regrets. Oh, the best my. thing I've ever bought. <laughs> oh. uh, well, uh, <laughs> wrapping up. Um, best eighty, best eighty bucks of my life. <laughs> oh. If it was only eighty bucks, phew, I, day one. Uh, day hey, one. it was a Black Friday sale. I'd buy I three of them. It. Uh, <laughs> it's like when it's like when when Elon Musk like put out those flamethrowers. Like I should have bought one, dude. They were only five hundred bucks, and now they're like getting re—they're like getting resold for like five thousand dollars. I could have had a flamethrower. I just—I was an idiot. And I mean, I I mean, like the thing is though, there there is a sort of that semi-reasonable part of your brain that's like, do I really need a flamethrower? And then there's the part of my brain that's like, I absolutely that long ago. Always. (laughs) Always. <laughs> uh, well, All I saw was flamethrower, and I was like, "I'm sold. <laughs> I'm in. I'll take two. <laughs> it's, it's not a flamethrower, but uh, it, it is a lot more practical than that. But we also purchased a new stove. Um, our old one oh, had there you go. kind of pooped it's kind the bed. Of a flame. Well, I mean, unless yeah. it's a. Can, it's, in, well, it's I a, mean, it's a flamethrower if you're working it wrong, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like in the worst it possible can scenario, be a flame. <laughs> There's <laughs> possibilities. <laughs> But uh, wow, you know, I, I like where this is going already. This uh, this will not end poorly at all. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you, you know, we should sort of move on here to, you know, we've already established Josh's nerd cred here, Brockolo. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, it's true. Um, why don't we talk a little? Why don't we just sort of do the whole? Let, let's roll into a, a little bit of a backlog report. Oh yeah, I got my report right here. That's what what I appreciate about you. Always just a master of Foley work. Um, So, Josh, as our guest, why don't you sort of like, and again, you you know, you just, if you you have some stuff you want to talk about that you're sort of excited about, like, this is the time and place to plug it, man. Okay. Um, Gosh, well, let me think. What am I into right now? Um, Not flamethrowers, unfortunately. Mm, That ship sailed a long time ago. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, like I said, I've been working through red dead redemption. That's been actually really, really cool. Um, nice. uh, I played, I played so, so I think I did things in the kind of the reverse order. I started red dead two online with a friend long before I did the story mode. Okay. So I was playing online for a while. And then like anybody who plays red dead online knows, like they basically just forgot about it. 
and won't do any updates or anything like that. It's Aww. kind of their their forgotten project, which is really sad because there's a lot of potential for that game. Um, but all their money's going into GTA and all that stuff. Um, yeah. So I yeah. haven't been doing as much online. Um, decided to hop over to story mode. I've been really enjoying it. Like I said, it's super long. I have no clue when it's going to end, but I, I'm enjoying the uh, enjoying the experience. Um, gosh, what else? Uh, I just uh, we just finished this. We just finished the show Community. I don't know if you guys have ever mm-hmm. seen yeah. that show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'd never seen it before. My wife uh, had seen it. She took me through it and I I actually liked it. It was actually a pretty good show. Um, It's like one of those shows that like the first three seasons are really good. And I I think there's six total and it's like four and five are okay. But then it's like the last season. It sort of in a way recaptures some of that magic from the, the first couple. Yeah, I would a hundred percent agree with that. Um, That, that, that was kind of my experience with that too. Um, I have oh oh I, I I will actually plug a YouTube channel. There's this there's this okay. YouTube kind of review channel. Only it's for it's for uh, heavy metal music. The guy's name is uh, Tank the Tech. Okay, and he's on he's on YouTube and and he used to be a roadie for like a bunch of rock bands, right? Nice. So what he does is he will listen to and review new heavy metal songs that are coming out from a bunch of different uh you know a bunch of different artists. And what's cool about his is like it's different than just kind of your basic reaction YouTube, which is like all the rage right now. Right. And that he actually has like, he actually has knowledge. Um, mm-hmm. So he'll point out like what kind of gear they're using the, you know, the, the, the makes of the guitars, the drums. He'll talk about, you know, producers and uh, he's just got a lot of knowledge. Um, and I'm a huge music guy, especially when it comes to like heavy metal. I really, really enjoy okay. some, some good heavy metal music um, amongst, you know, a good amount of other stuff. But tank the tech on YouTube. If you like heavy metal reviews, I've added so many songs to my playlist just from watching his his uh, his channel. So those are a few nice. things. Cool. That's awesome. Cool. That's awesome. Cool. 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 Well, uh, other Josh, you know Broccolo. What what have you been into? Like, what have you been playing? Have you been reading anything interesting lately? Um, okay. Uh, let's see what, well, okay. Hmm. Um, just because, uh, Josh, you mentioned this reviewer and listening to music. I did. Mm. I was, I was, um, smacked in the face with a new song, uh, this past week that I just, I fell in love with because it's so punk rock. Um, it's, oh, th- there's, there's like one, um, I don't generally listen to the genre, but there's one like thrash punk band that I really like. Um, they describe themselves as melodic hardcore, and I'm like, I guess I get because it is kind of progressive too. Um, anyways, okay. it's this band called A Wilhelm Scream, and uh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> they've they've been doing they've been playing music for for a long time, but they went on hiatus since I think their last album was like 2013, and it's a really good album. Now it's thrash punk. So there's lots of lots of um, uh, just profanity all over the place. Okay, sure, so sure, sure. Even though I'm mentioning this, I'm not sure that I can like highly um, recommend it. Uh, but they've come out with a few songs. They're putting they're putting out a new record, and I'm like, I think I even tweeted about it. I was like, I don't understand how these guys can go on hiatus and come back and be even better. Like this is this is pretty ridiculous. But there's one song that um, the lyrics are just very. Uh, it, it's very punk rock. It's angry. 
it's uh, the, there's lots of of curse words in it, but I'm just like I I love this because it's just it's just like addressing current the current political climate and saying that everyone's to blame basically <laughs> like not taking a side and I'm like that's so punk rock so um, as opposed to actually saying the name of the song because um, it has a suggestive word in it that I'd rather not say um it's anyways they're new stuff i'm i'm just really digging and it yeah i i love it i don't well, know that i could wholeheartedly recommend it but i love it well i mean i like their name too like the the the, uh-huh. the reference to the 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 cinema production scream that's in like yes. every single movie so yeah yes. i like that yes so. yeah it's fantastic and I, I think they have like four other albums something like that there are two in particular ruiner and then um Oh, I can't think of it, but the last one that they put out that I've listened to a ton and I just, it always just gets me pumped. I love it. So, um, so, so if you want something along those lines, mm-hmm. uh, one that I just added, it was actually from tank, the tech one that I okay. just added to my playlist, which is, is talking about kind of the same thing. Like, like the, the mm-hmm. song is, is overarchingly about cancel culture and everything yes. that's happening right now in our in our in our culture right the song is called uh, zombified by the band falling in reverse you listen to that song really? if you're a fan if you're a fan of of breakdowns right mm-hmm. which is a heavy metal thing right where you know things things kind of shut down and then it breaks down with an incredible this has one of the most savage breakdowns i've ever heard in a heavy metal song um, okay zombified by falling in reverse it's it, they just released it it will mm-hmm. it will pump it'll pump you up. It's good stuff. Nice. Okay. Okay. I'll need to uh, I'll need to check that out. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and just read one of these lines that I I, I literally laughed out loud because they released a, a lyric video, of course. Um, and and I just yeah I just thought it was so funny. So uh, two lines. I'm gonna bleep one of these words out. But so now we're back on this stuff. Doesn't say stuff. Man, it's exhausting. Christmas is canceled. Turns out your dad's a Nazi. I just I was like this is this is fantastic and I love it. Um I love anyway, it. so so yeah, the, the, I, we don't have to spend all the, I've already spent more time than I had had originally uh, meant to on on that, but man, I I just love it. I love it. Um so that's that's music. A few games that I've been playing. Um I did finish up a Plague Tale Innocence and um I I have some mixed feelings about the game because I really I, I I enjoyed it when I was playing it. You know, I've talked about some of the things that I didn't like about it, you know, just kind of half-baked elements to it, you know, the stealth is dumb. Um things like that, but I did actually enjoy it and it's a very story-driven game and that story um I I like that's what hooked me in and and made me really want to keep playing. Unfortunately, after beating the game, there are I, I'm left with a lot of questions. Like it, ra- like it ended, but it never really explained why things happened. If that makes sense, and so it it feels like it was part one of like some extended story that the, like like well there yeah, is I a sequel want, coming. Me, right, right. They yeah there is there is and it does have the same main characters in it, um, and I think it's a few years later as well. Um, so yeah, that could be what they intended from the beginning, but it did just leave me kind of like, ah, okay. Okay. You know, we, we both played, uh, near automata last year and you know how you, you get the a ending and it's like, okay, I, I feel like there's still a lot, I, I still have a lot of questions. 
about what went on, but it was a it was a satisfying experience. That's kind of how I feel about the game as well. I just I wanted so many more answers than what I got. But I did enjoy it, so I'm kind of of two minds about it. Um, and then I started up Dragon Quest Eleven S, definitive, you know, whatever, whatever moniker, Echoes of an Elusive Age, I think is what it's called. I, I don't remember. Anyways, uh, really, I'm not that far into it. Just a couple hours, and I'm really digging it. Just the the soundtrack is fantastic. I'm playing the S version, so it's all orchestrated. I know there was issues with the the MIDI files they used or whatever in the original release. Um, but it sounds great. It looks really good. Like I'm surprised just, you know, cause I'm playing on my switch. Um, so I'm really digging it just a few hours in. Um, that's pretty much all that I've been playing. Um, I haven't really been reading very much. I've done a little bit of reading for school and, um, that's kind of thrown me for a loop. The class that I'm taking is about like challenges in the church. And, uh, and it's in, so the book that we're reading, it's called facing messy stuff in the church. Um, and I can't think of the guy's first name, I'm sorry, but his last name is, is Sweatland, uh, S W E T L A N D. And so like each chapter, it's pretty short, but it basically just tells you about like, like difficulties in pastoral ministry and, and it, like dealing with complex human situations if that makes sense. So we've done, we've done a few, uh, like one of the chapters was on abortion and the relationship between like how the church treats it and why people would not talk about it within the church. And so it's like that whole dynamic. It's not, it's not even just about, you know, the, the, um, whether or not abortion is, is okay. Like, I think that's, that's a pretty simple discussion biblically. Um, but it's more about like why people it, within the church don't feel for lack of a better term sorry for using it safe about talking about it um if it's something that they've experienced or someone close to them something like that so um it's 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 just brought up a lot of good questions to kind of think through um so i appreciate it and it's like it's actually it's a pretty easy read it's just difficult subject matter <laughs> if that makes sense mm -hmm. um and then finally, in terms of watching stuff, I haven't really been watching that much either. But uh, one thing that sticks out is a few days ago, um, uh, the Subaraya, the company that makes Ultraman, did a 2 million YouTube subscriber stream with a bunch of their like Ultraman actors that I watched on Friday with, with my kids. They ended up getting bored a little bit into it because it's like <laughs> interviews with actors and like half in Japanese before it's, you know, before it's, it's translated. And so, um, so I'm the nerd who sat there watching it, like geeking out while my wife's just rolling her eyes. But, uh, it, it, it was fun. It was fun. So, but that's, that's about it. I think I've taken up enough time. How about you, Nate? What, uh, what do you have to report on? Well, I had to reach for my book. Um, but mm -hmm. as far as games go, the, really the I dabbled with a few things. Like I I checked out uh, Getsu Fumiden, uh, Undying mm -hmm. Moon. I checked it out. I'll come back to it at some point in time. But it's like it's one of those games that's going to take a little bit more than I have in the tank right now, as far as just like attention. Um, so I checked that out. I checked out Astral Chain a little bit because I had picked that up a while ago. Because it was like yeah. Um, and I'll, I'm definitely going to circle back around to that. Um, but like, like I said, I've been playing Neo two with my brother and Parker. Um, yep. we're kind of starting to wrap that one up. I think, um, maybe 
Okay. We'll see. I know that we, <laughs> we, we have a chunk of the game still left to play through. So, but yeah, we, I think we're kind of in a headspace where we're like, ah, we're just going to start like pushing through and, uh, you know, wrapping that one up. But then I actually fired up and, and I had picked this up a while ago and, uh, but the Link's Awakening remake on Switch, the one that's got that, yeah. that sort of like the, the Toy Link, uh, vibe. And, mm-hmm. uh, I was like, I'm, it's an absolutely charming little game and it's sort of fitting the vibe that I'm feeling right now. Like, uh, we talked about it l- last time, but I've just sort of been in a very, like, I want, like sweetness and tenderness and like mm-hmm. uh after uh playing through final fantasy nine and sort of like really enjoying that story and then sort of watching all of that like a lot of the stuff that i had been watching and consuming at that point in time was really kind of more about like charm and so uh and of course i'm still listening to that ambergris collection by jeff vandermeer it's the it's okay. the weird fiction stuff uh again yeah. that's one that i'm like if you like really kind of bizarre and at times grotesque fiction and this is it's a good place to go and <laughs> i can't uh, i can't really advocate for it because it is a very niche kind of genre um I also did start up, uh, I'm looking at it and I can't remember, but there's been a recent book published on natural theology. Um, it's a shorter book. Uh, I'll, but I've been, anyways, I've been reading through, I started reading through some of that. Um, but that's been sort of a more serious read. Um, and as I'm looking over there, I'm like, there's a whole stack of stuff that's like, well, you started me and you've neglected me. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> much to my chagrin. Um, Forgot about me. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. There's a bunch of books that are just sort of like, you know, giving me baleful glances. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, so as far as reading, that's pretty much, it's like I said, it's just been, well, listening to Ambergris while I walk and stuff like that. Um, but then as far as anything else goes, uh, as for like, just, I, I have to, again, look at my thing. I would recommend one movie and one series and I'm not done with the series, but like, if you like sort of like slice of life, big, sad energy, these are very good. Um, not terrible and not in a bad way either. Like, so there's a movie on Netflix, right. Um, called a silent voice and it's, it's, it's anime. But it's actually, um, it's really, really charming. I mean, it's one of those things that like, I actually, Megan and I were sitting down the other night and I was like, you, you should, I, I had watched through it and I was like, you should watch this. Like this is, and it's sort of the story of a boy who bullied a deaf girl in elementary school. And as he got older, and there was some backlash sort of surrounding that. And as he got older, he really desired to make amends and to sort of like, try to and there's it's more complicated than that but like it taught it's it's sort of a journey of of him like finding her and then reaching out to her and trying to restore you know that or or actually not even restore but build that relationship it's really really sweet really charming like as you know not that but it's it's also heavy like it there's a an attempted suicide um there's there's a whole bunch of like there's some really um complex issues that it handles but it's it's also absolutely sweet um and i thought it was a really interesting sort of look at people 
and their nature. And I'm not saying that's 100% accurate because it's fiction and it's an anime and it's but it's a really high quality um Netflix movie. It's like a couple hours long. I mm. yeah. Um and then uh I've been watching a series because like I've been in sort of that like I just I want Sometimes it is good for me to sort of experience fiction or narratives that are maybe a little, because I tend to be kind of real blunt and a little harsh. And I think it's good for me at times to sort of dip into stuff that's a little more tender. Like, and so I've been listening or watching a show called uh, Your Lie in April, which um, I'm not finished with, but I can tell that's kind of going to break my heart a little bit. It's technically a romance. It's also on Netflix, but it's only on Netflix until the end of February. I have seen it like in Hulu um, and some other services. It's not, it doesn't seem like it's going to be, um, it's a, it's a story about tragedy. And so go in, like if, if somebody's going to watch it, go in with your sort of eyes open to that. Like, and again, okay. it, it deals with difficult themes uh, the, the, the protagonist is sort of working through the death of his mother and the complicated relationship he had with her. Um, yeah, it's, it's really good. And like I said, it's, I, I can tell you right now, it's probably going to tear my heart out and like make me mm. ball like a little boy, uh, with, <laughs> with a skin knee. Um, but as as far as anything else goes, the one last thing I would recommend is, and I posted it in the Discord, but I, I just wanted to share with the listeners. Uh, I make no bones about the fact that I really like Mike Rose podcast the way I heard it. Um, episode 238, he had Dr. I, I want to say Peter Lilback from Westminster Theological Seminary, the president over there, who is also mm-hmm. a historian, a published historian. Um <clears throat> Excuse me. He actually had Dr. Lil back on that had a conversation about uh, George Washington and America's, you know, sort of, I don't want to say he put to bed the controversy of like, you know, is America a deist nation or a theist nation or anything like that. But Dr. Lil Beck basically sort of says like, in, in the case of George Washington in particular, this was a man who was not only a theist, but a man who possessed Christian convictions. If his letters, his personal letters are any indication of that, this was a God fearer. And so it, it's a really good one. I think Mike Rowe is one of the best storytellers of, of today. Um, you know, he's up there with a handful of others, maybe in my opinion, but also like, you know, he has this, it's a really interesting conversation with a brother in Christ. And, and, and in some ways, like, guys, I'm going to say like, dude, Mike Rowe has like one of the most downloaded podcasts in the world and Dr. Lobeck kind of slipped in not a full-blown gospel presentation, but he basically said, no one is going to look on the face of God without being clothed in the righteousness of Christ. And I'm like, I don't know how, like, you know, and I'm like, he said that. So I was just like, it's, it's pretty rad. It's a really interesting conversation. Like, you know, uh, it's just something that I recommend. Um, but sort of, you know, moving on here, just as a quick update, my backlog beatdown score is at zero uh, because I was at negative one. I purchased something and according to our, so, you know, Josh Loftus, we, we have a, 
I'm going to, I'm just probably just going to say your full name, dude. I'm so sorry. Like <laughs> it's, it's my, it's my neurosis kicking in. Um, All right. but, uh, we have this sort of meta game that we play throughout the year. It's about, uh, and it's sort of f- for the listeners who participate, it's a kind of, it's, it's basically a tracking tool. And so that you score, you, you have a beatdown score and everybody starts out at zero at the beginning of the year. And for all the games you beat, and there are certain parameters where you can sort of increase the score, um, you earn a negative uh, point. So if you beat a game, you get a oh, negative okay. point. Yeah. And for every game you buy, you get a plus, a positive point. And so the, the whole point and with, you know, short version is you want to beat more than you buy. You know, it's just kind of like a basic sort of like, this is, you know, baby's first steps at looking at how we spend our money with this hobby kind of thing. Um, So, but that being said, my backlog score is at zero because I picked up Getsuma or Getsu Fumiden and I, you know, used gift money to get that. But I did play it. And like I said, I'll get back around to it. But speaking of backlog scores, um, Backlog, the Backlog Beatdown, the official app of the Backlog Beatdown is the GG app. Uh, Charles Watson created this app. It's basically a letterbox for your video game collection. You can have a bunch of different lists. Uh, you can sort of track and, and follow the different games that you're interested in. You can see what your friends are playing. It's really cool. We're fans of Charles. We're friends of Charles. We like what he do. We like what he do. Oh man, that's such good radio. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. <laughs> we like what he does and we totally recommend it. We, in fact, we like it so much. Like I said, it's the official app of, of the backlog beatdown. Speaking of other things that you may or may not like, um, if you like this podcast, in addition to, and if you're listening to it, we're going to assume that you at least can stand us. Um, but we would suggest maybe doing like the sub, ah, uh, I am talking so pretty right now, Josh. Josh's um, that I'm, I'm <laughs> sorry that you guys have to listen to this, but I would recommend that people check out the Patreon in addition to potentially rating and reviewing if you're subscribed to the podcast already. The Patreon is a tip jar. Um, you know, we don't have tiered plans, but there are a few perks. Uh, patrons get access to video. They uh, get uncut podcasts and they get early access and they have a little bit more access to us. Like Josh, you mentioned that you're playing Dragon Quest 11 S definitive edition. That's actually a patron nomination. A couple of our patrons mentioned that they'd like us to play that game this year and do an episode on it. So that's what we're going to do. So yeah, uh, again, perks of being a patron. Lastly, um, Another thing that we like, and, and in fact, it's a couple of guys we like, uh, and we like them so much that we actually partnered with them in sort of our, our you know, bootleg, guerrilla-style podcast network. We are proud members of the PlayWell network um, alongside uh, Techno Funk Boy, or, well, Paul, the artist form- currently known as the Tank techno funk boy i wanted to correct myself because i said formally but he's still kind of known as the techno funk boy anyways he has a bunch of podcasts including paul's perilous adventures that he just started up or paul lytle's perilous adventures where he reads Mm -hmm. you know he's serializing basically his his fiction that he's written he's a good dude we love him we love what he did with the retro station we love what he's doing now uh we love him and uh we also 
you know, again, we have Wes the Henshin Dad himself, um, the Henshin Dad podcast. And uh, like I said, we love these guys, love what they do, and we think that you guys might enjoy it too. That being said, we'll be back after a word from one of them. I am to understand that you have summoned me. I, I did, the boy said excitedly. I can't believe it worked. It has worked, and I have come. Will you invite me in? The smile on Fortosio's lips was wide then, and if Wasson had been paying attention, he might have noticed the unusual length of Fortosio's eye teeth. But Wasson was too excited to notice. I would like to invite you on an adventure through my perilous realms. On Paul Lytle's Perilous Realms, I am serializing my audiobooks with an episode every week. We will go one book at a time through fantastic worlds and dangerous quests, all from the relative safety of your podcast app. To take up one of these journeys, check out Paul Lytle's Perilous Realms on your podcast app. That's Paul Lytle, L-Y-T-L-E, or search for Perilous Realms. And we're back. So... As much fun as it was to sort of like establish your nerd cred, Mr. Loftus, um, and as much fun as we've had so far, we kind of brought you on for a semi-serious topic. Like one of the things that we are about stewardship, we're about sort of, you know, and part of that is, especially for believers, is, you know, being a responsible, mature Christian. And like I said earlier when we were talking, you do very much on on your different uh, social media platforms, you do emphasize and encourage your brothers and sisters to be in the church and of the church. And I think one of the things that particularly points is like a few weeks ago in our discord, we actually had a young man sort of talk about some stuff that he was wrestling with. And I, I know that Josh and I were both really, really encouraged because it was a bunch of the guys in the discord were like, you need to talk to your elders. Like, you need to be talking to the men at your church that God has given you to like who know you and love you and can shepherd you and offer you probably way more insightful counsel than a bunch of rant. Like, and of course we were like, yeah, like, Hey, like sort of, this is here are off the cuff, like kind of like, this is what we would do, but also talk to your elders dude, because they're going to be able to give you a way more nuanced and insightful sort of answer and encouragement than any of us can. Um, and that's, that's been something that it, we have a fairly small community, but even within there, that's like one of the things that's been a big encouragement is that I think every guy in our discord and everybody who listens to us at least knows how much we really do value the local body and being involved in the local body. And like I said, you, I think you've just been putting out some consistent encouragement and challenges and. I just was like, you know, I want to have this guy on the podcast and we can just talk about like the importance of literally having your butt in a pew every Sunday. So mm -hmm. that being said, um, what, I, I guess, what got you started on this? Now you, you said that you, was it, you used the word newthetic yeah. counseling? Yeah. Could you mm -hmm. break that down for me? Cause that's a word I don't know. Sure. So, so newthetic, newthetic basically just, just means it's, it's it's an overarching Greek term that we use to describe biblical counseling. Oh, okay. Right. So it means that, 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 that the type of counseling that we do and that I kind of grew up in, in the world of, and that I, I myself am, am a, um, am a, am a proponent of is we counsel individuals with scripture because we believe scripture is sufficient to counsel. Okay. Um, that's, that's just kind of the, the world that, that, that we grew up now. We're not, 
we're not hitting people, you know, <laughs> on the, on the leg, you know, you know, trying, trying to heal them or anything like that. But, but when it comes to matters of the heart, matters of the soul, um, we believe that scriptures is gives us what we need in the person of Christ to be able to overcome those things. Now, obviously there are individuals that take that too far. Um, and I think individuals that don't take it far enough, but, but basically, you know, a new counseling is, is just a fancy term for, uh, biblical counseling. Okay. And now, the, and, and, you know, we, we sort of talked about this before we actually started recording the podcast proper, but, you give give us a little bit of a rundown. You you said that you've always sort of been in the church and always sort of been involved with a local mm-hmm. body. Give us a little bit of a rundown of your faith, and I think maybe that might help people to, to even understand some of why you stress the importance of the local body the way that you do. Mm. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Grew up in the church, Christian home. Thankful for parents that uh, that that brought me up in that. Um, I was raised primarily on John MacArthur and R.C. Sproul. Mm-hmm. Those were the guys that were That's on the TV. I can remember being thir- you know, 12 years old, maybe even younger. My dad sitting me down in the living room and putting on the, the VHS tapes of, of, of R.C. Sproul going through his Holiness of God series mm, and Coram Deo That's and sick. all that stuff. And I, I've got nothing but, but good memories of that. Um, so, yeah, yeah, grew up in the church, uh, grew up pretty Calvinistic for sure, uh, kind of came into understanding what that meant later in high school and into college. Um, Definitely thought that that was kind of all there was to being reformed for a while. I had just hadn't been exposed to kind of, you know, the more, the more deep magic to use a a C.S. Lewis term when it comes to reform theology. Right. Um, um, And sadly, and it, is the the vast majority the vast majority of interactions that I had with individuals that claimed to be confessional weren't weren't very good interactions. Um, okay, uh, I was I was coming into kind of understanding what Reformed theology was with the presupposition that Calvinism and Reformed theology were synonymous, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and how the <laughs> the resistance that i met uh let's just say was pretty harsh from from some from some brethren in christ so yeah. for a while kind of turned me off to confessionalism i just thought like wow those guys are the those guys are the truly reformed uh, crowd right yep um but then you know kind of after college got married uh started stepping into uh ministry took a job serving youth at a Presbyterian church, Reformed Presbyterian church, where uh, kind of in the area where I grew up. And the pastor there, uh, Pastor Bill, still talk to him to this day. I love the man to death. Uh, he was the first one to open my eyes to what Reformed theology meant in terms of definitely Calvinism is, 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 is one of the C's, right? And then yeah. we have confessionalism. Mm-hmm and a covenantal view of scripture. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and he was kind of the first one to open my eyes to just, just how huge and vast reform theology really is. Right. Um, so I forever is grateful for the Lord to be using him to do that. And then from there, um, was a reformed Presbyterian for a long time because I didn't really know anything else. Right. Um, and, and, and was, a uh, 
was was serving in the church there and then got introduced to this concept called reformed baptists i'm like okay what's what's that ah. right um and i know i i know i know <laughs> um and through 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 many different ways and and, and many different means uh, settled into the 1689 Reformed Baptist camp. Um, now, and, to uh, be fair, and, too, and, 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 and he he never lets me live it down. So don't worry. <laughs> no, to be fair, too, though, and anybody who's listened to the Reformatory at all, and and I'm an infrequent listener, yeah. But you do sort of there are times when you kind of poke the those Baptist boys a little bit, and you're like, well, oh yeah, and uh, yeah, oh no, no, for sure, for sure, I'm definitely. I'm definitely, I have much more sympathy toward my Presby brothers and sisters than I think most Reformed Baptists do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and honestly, like I, I say that tongue in cheek, but I'm actually very grateful for that. Like I've, I've, I've played on both teams, if I can use that term. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and there's a lot, there's a lot that I appreciate about the Presbyterians and the way that they structure church, the care that they take for the sacraments which I think a mm. lot of Reformed Baptists can learn a lot from. Mm. Um, so, so I'm, I'm really, I'm really a fan of both. Uh, theologically, I've landed in Reformed Baptist, but man, I will lock arms with a Presby every day and twice on the Lord's Day. Uh, ha- you know, definitely happy to do it. Um, <laughs> right on. But uh, yeah, That's I mean, awesome. so, so what from there, your mind that no, I'm just kidding. I'm don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> How deep is this rabbit hole go? Let's see. <laughs> I have to. I have to get to bed at some point in time tonight. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, so from there, just kind of kept marching into uh, pastoral ministry. Uh, definitely felt that calling from the Lord, and that calling was confirmed by uh, the leadership of my church and things like that. So I moved to kind of this side of uh, Washington State. I grew up in Eastern Washington. Moved over to the Seattle area, and. You know, I will preface the next five or so minutes by saying that it it truly is all of the grace of God completely that I have the love for the local church that I have um, because the Lord in his providence saw fit to put my wife and I through some very, very painful church situations, mm. um, a couple where I was in leadership. I was pastor, one where I was um, a serving member, um, but lots of, and this is a word that's thrown around a lot, but I believe I'm using it correctly in in, in a few of these instances, a lot of spiritual abuse mm-hmm. toward myself and my wife from the elders, um, a lot of very harsh things said and done, a lot of pain um, there, and that, that's a whole that's a whole podcast in and of itself, but, but mm-hmm. much, much sorrow, much pain when it comes to the local church. But I, what I found through that, um, and, and some of that, I will say some of that pain, even happening through COVID, mm-hmm. uh, I was a pastor through COVID and there's a reason I'm on sabbatical right now. It was, it was, it's rough. If COVID was rough well, on when I was pastors. first ordained and installed as a deacon, it was right before COVID happened and like i had been a churchman for several years at that point in time like an involved member um with with our church but i it was like the deep end and i was like i have no idea what i'm doing and this makes it worse and uh oh yeah 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 but yeah that that was a rough time man like like 2020 was a bad year 
for a lot of people for a lot of reasons. But hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely one of the most one of the most difficult and spiritually draining uh times of ministry I've ever experienced. And I know I'm not alone in that. Yeah. Tons of pastors have, have had that, right? Um but to wrap that all around what what I had found that was a constant a a a consistent point of truth through every experience that my wife and I had went through and this is spanning three or four churches where it where not not anything we did but the churches just blew up <laughs> from mm-hmm. leadership to to campaigning within and we're just like sitting here like what is going on um something that i found that was a constant through that entire thing is that the lord will utilize the same people who brought the hurt to bring the healing and that's his people mm-hmm. and the healing that i have experienced from god would have been impossible if not for the local church and there were many times especially early on where the only reason i was going to church was because Hebrews tells me to. Mm-hmm. It was a matter of have to, not want to. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but I see God's grace in that, in even sustaining that conviction, because the amount of healing that came through that community, the amount of conviction that came through that community, uh, was something that I had never experienced in my life. And 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 no other situation have I ever experienced the the great sanctifying work of Christ that's done through his people in the local church. And I knew that that is the place that I needed to be. And I was convinced that that is the place that other people should be as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. that, that, you know, and it's been, it's been a couple of years now, but that's really kind of what spurred the podcast. That's what's kind of just spurred my, my, my social media presence, if you will, is, is like, I, if I want to be known as anything, like I want to be the local church guy because like that is what I find to be the most valuable, especially in the times that we're in today. Man, we got to be committed to a local church. Yeah. That that has to be priority one for us. Yeah. Well, in in speaking of COVID, we actually had a couple of families leave the church and one of the yeah. families they were members and the other family was not, but it it was I was devastated. In, in some ways by, and it, it, and, and all I'm going to say is it was not under the best circumstances that they left. It was kind of like, it was very difficult. And, and, and I, it's when I, when I first came back to the church, right. And, and this is what I'll say, Madeline Langle, her theology is weird and she's wacky. I would not recommend even her or fiction because it's not that good, um, in my opinion. <laughs> but there was a quote that I came across, and I can't remember where, but it has managed to stick with me. But it, it said one of the things she said is that the church is a place where we come to learn how to be interdependent and vulnerable. And in that, mm. like this yeah. is the church is a place where we come to sort of learn how to be family with with God's people. Um, and family is messy, and you know. Um, even if you have a great family, like I have my side, oh, still messy. <laughs> yeah. My side is like my, my parents went met in Bible college and, um, you, you know, 
there's there's still mess there, and there's a there was a lot of hurt um, that sort of came out of that. And my wife's side is like she's one of like three believers on her side, and there's mess there. And it's like the the thing is like people in general are messy, and even though you know, and this is just more than anything, something that I'm sort of day by day learning to embrace is that, you know, there's a, that Martin Luther line, uh, simulistus et peccator, simultaneously just or, or justified and, and sinner and guilty. Um, and it's like, yes, we are being sanctified and, and we are clean in the blood of Christ. And hopefully we are growing in sanctification and we're, our lives demonstrate more of the fruit of the Holy Spirit, that we we grow to be gentler, kinder, more self-controlled, generous, patient, peaceful. Um, y- you know that we want to be growing in these areas, right? But at the same time, we are still sort of marred and scarred by sin and all the trauma of sin. And you know, I'm not trying to throw that word around, but it's like that that all of creation has been ruined and is being sort of like wrecked by sin and that that does like even though it's the body you know these these are still people and they're still human beings and even though they might be redeemed and sanctified and and are in the process of being further sanctified like they're still sinners and so that we're, we're all going to still do horrible things like you, you know I look at it sometimes in like, you know, David, we would say that David was part of the elect. He was an Old Testament believer. He murdered a dude because he slept with the dude's wife when he shouldn't have to cover up his sin. And it's like, dude, and that was a man that God himself said, David is a man who is a man after my own heart. And he's saying this about a right. murdering adulterous dude. And so it's like, sometimes... I, I get a little ang I get I find myself getting angry at church at church communities and church people sometimes because I'm like you know better the world doesn't right but you do but at the same time there is that 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 part where it's like simul again simul justus et peccator like we are we are justified and we are in in many ways we are righteous but we are also still dirty and scarred and and unkind and wicked at times and you know and and like the old man is dead right but that you know if anybody if you've ever spent any time with snakes even a dead snake can bite that's why when you kill a venomous snake you actually cut the head off um but that's because there's a reflex in there where if you've ever seen it like I'm sure there's stuff on YouTube, but like you can actually like poke a dead stick, like poke a snake with a dead, with with a stick. If it's dead and you'll watch the head whip back to where the, the, where it's being touched. And because it's a nervous, it's body is, even though it's dead, there's still reflexes. So anyways, all that being said, um, you know, one of the things, and we, again, sort of before we actually officially re- started recording the podcast. We, you know, I, I bragged a little bit about, I have been sort of under a conviction that this is my family. Like, and I love my blood fi- family. They are the friends that God very kindly gave to me. And I have, you know, who have been patient with me for, you know, because there was, there was a 10 year period in my life where I was basically walking in rebellion. I was very hateful and I was a nasty piece of work. 
and they still love me and put up with me. And uh, by the grace of God, you know, kind of, you know, were there for me, including in my repentance. And, um, you know, when I did come back to the church, it was very much like this, like, this is my family. This is the family that like, this is, you know, in, in a way that's even deeper than blood. And I need to be with them. And I need to be like, I need to be like a part of this community. Um, and so it just, again, like I've just appreciated like a lot of the stuff that you put out there. I mean, so just in, in encouraging people to do that because like, and, and sort of even to, to share a little bit more of the story, like Megan and I live five minutes away from the church that we serve at, that, that we're a part of. Mm-hmm. And most of the congregants live within like, you know, most of the congregants probably within like 15 to 20 minutes of the house. And so yeah. that the, we're, and we actually, the church that we left um, to, to come to Trinity was 30 to 45 minutes away. And one of the, I think one of the most notable differences has been proximity. Like we are able to fellowship with people. Like we can have, you know, other people from the church over for dinner sort of without a lot of prep. I'm not saying like, you know, yeah, we could technically um, to say, Hey, come on over for dinner. That doesn't always work. We have two dogs and, and a cat who's kind of a jerk. And so, and my life, my wife and I both work. And so a little bit of prep is, is good for us, but we can, we can actually be involved in people's lives in a much more intimate way because, because of proximity. And it's not to say that if you're 30 or 45 minutes out or even an hour out from a church, you can't be a part of that community. But when that local, it makes it, it does sort of complicate things and it makes it a little more difficult. So, I mean, that's, that's just, um, I had, there was a question in there. Well, with (laughs) that in mind, this is sometimes like, uh, unfortunately, like this is like, as, as the night progresses, it gets later and later here. And, uh, I'm, I'm not always, you you know, it's, it's just, it's weird. Time works that way. But with that, you know, we, we sort of alluded to it, but proximity, like local church, you know, bus and pews kind of things, but like proximity does play a part in it. And, you know, I, you know, I'm going to sort of open it. Like, do either one of you guys have like thoughts on that? And just like, I'd love to hear maybe some anecdotal or either or. So like, Mm -hmm. Well, the, you know, you, you said you live like five minutes away from your church. That, that is awesome. Um, that, I think that's super cool. Uh, before we started the podcast proper, we were just talking a little bit and I, I did mention how, like when my wife and I were looking for a church, like before we were married, actually, um, when we were looking for a church to attend, there was one strong candidate that a bunch of our friends were like decided that they were going to attend. And we opted for a different one simply because that one was like 30, 45 minutes away. And, um, it, it, like we liked the church itself, but we didn't see ourselves, um, like, spending a lot of time with the people there if we had to drive that far away in order to actually attend the church. Um, and we wanted to have a like community of people. Like we wanted to, um, I I, I don't know. I, I mean, like, I don't know where I, I, you know, had this concept outside of just the fact that I've grown up in the church. Um, but I knew it's, it's not just like a place to attend, on Sunday mornings, it's, it's like a place to, you know, 
very simply just meet friends, you know, like-minded people. But more than that, um, there is there is the the aspect of just like integrating into that local body. Um, because you are, you know, scripture talks about how you're members one to another of the body of Christ. And so there's that. Um, I don't know that I was, you know, thinking all that theologically, except that we knew it was it we didn't want to just attend. We wanted to actually like know people there and uh yeah, integrate a little bit more. So we did opt for uh, a different church, uh one that we've been attending now for 13 years. Um and it's quite a bit closer. I mean, where we live now, it's it's like 10 minutes away, but it's after a, a major intersection. And so if it's backed up that, oh no, it's 20 minutes, um, but it's <laughs> it's pretty close. So that, that, that was our reasoning um, behind, well, part of the reasoning behind the church that we chose. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I don't, I don't see anything wrong with that reasoning. I think, I think part of the concept of the local church is that it's local. Right. And, and mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's close to you right now. And, and, and I understand depending on where you live in the country and, and what kind of churches are around you, sometimes that's not possible. Right. Yeah. Sometimes mm-hmm. there's, yeah. there's a bunch of really bad churches around and you have to travel yeah. the 45 yeah. minutes to get to the church that preaches the gospel. Right. Yep. Um, those are, those are real situations and those are, those are hard situations. Right. Yeah. Um, but if at all possible, um, I always encourage Christians to try to find a, a gospel-centered, gospel-preaching church that is as close to your house as possible, right? Because of mm. something that you said, Josh, which I think is an aspect of the local church that a lot of people kind of miss these days, is church is so much more than Sunday morning. Mm. Now, Sunday morning is vital. We are commanded to be there Sunday morning. We need to be there Sunday morning. Right. That's kind of the 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 culmination of the local church where we receive the the preaching of the word of God, where we receive the sacraments, right? Where where all of those things take place. But it's not just a one and done thing on Sunday and then, you know, okay, I'll see you next week, right? The healthiest churches have within them members that are integrated in each other's lives throughout the week. Mm-hmm. Right. And this can look like small groups. This can look like Bible studies. This can look like, like, like having text threads, meeting t- together for coffee, getting, getting, you know, having fellowship together in some way, shape or form. And it's really hard to do that with churches that are 45 minutes away. Right. Because that's, yeah. Yeah. that's just, that's just practically difficult. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's an aspect that I think is not talked about enough. And, and that is that, that if the local church, if, the local church is going to be effective in your life. You need to be fully committed to it and you really need to make it central. Right. And we live in such compart- compartmentalized lives, right. Where I have my work and then I have like my family and then I have like my video games and music and there's all of these things. Right. And then the local church can just turn into one of those compartments. Yeah. But what I try to advocate, what we try to advocate on the reformatory is that, the local church is the compartment. Everything fits around there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Um, because the, when, when we get that relationship wrong and the local church simply gets put on the same level as work or, or, you know, hanging out, you know, going to see a movie or something like that, we begin to see what happens to the relationships in that church. And we will feel the spiritual repercussions of that. 
right? Mm. But if your local church is central to who you are, right? And it's I'm not it, it's not a legalistic thing where like every you know every time the doors are open you better be there, right? Yeah, it, it's a mental and spiritual mindset if you want to use that. It's like this my family, my local church family, is so important to me. Yeah, and I am called to serve them, and in doing so, I am then served through them as well. Yeah. Mm. That relationship is so vital to who I am. Like I, I need as much of that as I can get. Right. And that's a mentality that I want every Christian to have. Right. And it, and it's not mm. just the reformed churches, like commit to a local church. The Lord will, the Lord will guide people theologically where he wants to guide them. He did with me. Mm-hmm. Right. And he can do that with charismatics. He can do that with Lutherans. He can do that. Just, just fill in, fill in that. He yeah. can do it. Commit to a local church. That is step one. And there is nothing that's going to be used more than that. Right. And it's, yeah, like it has to cease to be a simple compartment. It has to be central to who we are as Christians, because mm-hmm. what, what, what you were saying, Nate, it is the closest bond. There is no connection, no bond that is stronger than what unites us in the blood of Christ. Mm. I don't your, the relationship with your wife, the relationship with your parents, the relationship with your siblings, the relationship with your kids strong though they are, nothing is stronger than what unites us in Christ. Yeah. And I think people forget that. Mm. Well, and I, th- I, I, I kind of wanted to double back to, it's like, you know, you talked about like involvement with the local church being like the main compartment and I, I think actually what a lot of what we're seeing today in modern evangelicalism and, and even within reform circles, but just within the, Ameri- the American church in general, is a consumerist mindset that has sort of taken root where it's, I'm going to go to this church because it ticks off these theological boxes, or I'm going to go to a church because, I mean, more predominantly, uh, I know some people recently that they were like, we're going to go to this church because it has these programs that we want for our kids. And I'm not, Hey, programs mm-hmm. for your kids. That's, but like, if you're going to that church because it has a or something like that versus like, this is a church where you're being fed and nourished and like where you are part. And again, that, that you're going to go and you're going to serve and in turn be served. You're going to go and love those people and in turn be loved by them. You're going to go and know those people and in turn be known by them. Like, like when you put that, I mean, one of the things we've talked about, even with like, we advocate because it, it's so much more than the question of like, are video games, you know, good. Can Christians play video games? It's like, we know that yes, just like any other form of media, there's some parts that where it's like, you're better off just abstaining from X, Y, and Z. Like there's some games and maybe even some genres where it's like, ah, this is probably don't touch this. Um, but I, I think moreover, the, the, the important question is like, how can we engage with this well and wisely? And one of the ways that you do that is by putting it in its proper place. And anytime you put like, you know, as tacky as it is, I think we've probably all seen that it's the container and they've got a bunch of golf balls and big rocks and they've got marbles and they've got sand. Mm-hmm. And if you put those things in the wrong order, you can't get everything in there. But if you start with the big things, the things that are actually foundational and important, you'll find that you know a lot of the other stuff does fit. And the stuff that doesn't, 
isn't that important anyways. And, you know, I, I think one of the things that I, I, I came to, to sort of, or I'm coming to grips with is like when my wife and I first got married, you know, somebody asked us how, how things were going. And, and she said, it's hard. It's good, but it's hard because I, I'm a very strong personality. My wife is a very strong personality. Um, there was a lot of immaturity, a lot of selfishness, and there's still a lot of immaturity and selfishness at times. But, and, and the thing is, we came at it too, sort of, and some of it was lip service, but it was like, we understood that the other person was going to be the primary means of our sanctification or one of the primary yeah. means. And I think to an in, in almost an equal extent in some ways, like my wife knows me better than anybody for the most part and still loves me. She still likes me, you know, which is somewhat, you know, like when people are like, how, how can you believe in God? I'm like, well, my wife likes me. And, you know, it's like, uh, apart from a, amazing. a, a benevolent <laughs> creator, um, I don't see how that's possible because at times I am very unlikable. Um, you know, all the, the self-demeaning aside, but it's, it's one of those things, but the, the church in a lot of ways is probably the second biggest, you know, sanctifier. And, and, and I'm speaking speaking specifically to like my local body, like those people know me and love me in spite of myself. And I know them and, and at times love them in spite of themselves. And that is all a process and an outworking of sanctification. Like, you know, we, we talked about the sacraments and it's not just like the Lord's supper and it's not just the word and it's not just baptism. And it's not just like, there are means of grace like lowercase means of grace, you know, not, not the big ones, but like lowercase means of grace are found in small interactions and relationships and encouragements. And, you know, I would say even like the fact that like, you know, and again, this is sort of an anecdotal thing, but like I struggled for years. I was part of a parachurch organization and I never felt like I fit. I was, my one buddy told me one time, he's like, Nate, you are the perfect outsider insider. He's like, everybody knows you, everybody likes you, but you always sit like, he's like, and even as much as you want to be on the inside, he's like, you just never are for, for whatever reasons. And, and now I understand some of that was, is just sort of a, a calling and that the Lord sort of puts me like, I'm just a weird dude and I'm hard to like parse with at times. But a lot of it too is I was in the wrong places and I wanted validation and acceptance. And, and, and it's not that, you, you know, it's like, I was trying, I was, I was a, I was a square peg trying to fit into a round hole. And when I finally came, when we came to Trinity and we came home in a lot of ways, I was like, I belong. I'm, I'm wanted. I'm needed. They, and, and it's like, and in turn, I don't, I don't know how to describe it to a lot of people, but it's like, yeah, it's like, like go like, yeah, I'd much rather like, listen, I think theological distinctives are important, but I'm much like, I'm, I'm like you, Josh, in the camp where it's like, you know, even if this church over here doesn't tick off all of your theological boxes, if you go there because it's it's like you can actually be a part of that community like we believe as as especially as calvinists and as reformed dudes we're like god is sovereign 
And in his sovereign graciousness, he has provided that church to be there for you and for you to be a part of that. Like, I mean, that's, that's one of the reasons we sort of hold the positions that we do on sort of eldership and authority and everything else, because we understand that the men who hold that office, even though they might be flawed, the sovereign God of the universe who, who through his people appointed them and has ordained and installed them, he's not. And he's going to use them for not only your benefit and the other congregates benefit, but for their growth and their benefit as well. And it's like when, when you really take to heart these things, like, you know, it's, we, we see all this stuff and I, I, I wanted to touch on it a little bit, like, you know, because our primary, we, we talk about communities and things like that. We live in a day and age where there's lots of online communities. I mean, I've, I've met both of you guys, like uh, Josh Brocklow and I met through the Reform Gamers. Uh, you and I met through the Reform Pipe and Scar Lounge. Most, I'll be honest, most of Reform Facebook makes me want to tear my hair out nowadays. But oh yeah, <laughs> me too. Including oh. that Pipe and Cigar Group Lounge every once in a while, and like it's it gets spicy in there sometimes. And I have to mute there it. There was I, I've met a number of dudes like you know, and and I have since sort of walked away from. But it's like I I used to not back down from a fight. And there would be dudes who would say dumb things and I'd be like, that's a dumb take and you should feel bad. It's on. And yeah. <laughs> after a while, I was just like, this is not worth my time or energy. And some of those, some of those times it's been really a boon and it's been a blessing. I've met a f- few really cool dudes who I was like, guy, like my dude, like that is a really bad take. And like, y- you know, and then it's like, and I'm not saying this to like dog on you. I'm just saying like, that's a bad take, bro. And Sometimes that's received well, and there there have been friendships that have blossomed and bloomed out of that. And other times it's like, well, sometimes, and sometimes I'm just being a butthead who just wants to dunk on somebody. Um, but mm. by the grace of God, I I don't dunk on. I, I for the most part, I'm just like, yo, bad take is bad take. Cool. <laughs> like I just kind of walk away. I'm like, eh, I don't I don't need to fix every problem. Um, I I did want to ask you though, and it was it had popped up. It, probably a month ago at this point in time, have you seen like there's this whole metaverse talking like talk now where it's like <laughs> all this stuff like I, I think it's Life Church. Um, I listen to uh, Mortification of Spin from time to time. Carl Truman, yeah. uh, you know, and it's there's things about Carl that I very much respect. But like I said, I know he's one of those dudes. He and he's he's got some spicy opinions at times. Um, no, sure. But he, he and Todd actually talked about, uh, I think it was Life Church did a metaverse thing. And I, I did want to talk about some of that because, like, I want people to understand, like, you know, there was something that they said when they were talking about, they're like, that is not a church. And so I almost feel like some, sometimes we need, like, I'm not saying that th- those programs are bad or that even the desire is bad, but like, there's a lot of people who go to church online and I'm like, how like I, I guess like I know how I would react to a lot of that stuff and how I would I, I try to encourage brothers and sisters who might be doing that. Um what mm-hmm. like just speaking to some of that, what would you like because these things can be beneficial and they can be good. I mean, like we both I, I we've all sort of like all three of us sort of came out of the young restless and reform movement to some extent. And like guys like Mark Driscoll had a huge platform and ministry and podcast, like I mean, I'll just share my personal conviction. It's I don't listen to any other pastors except for mine. Um, mm-hmm. Like I do still listen to uh, 
R.C. Sproul's podcast and some of his old teaching, and occasionally they'll dip into some of his um, some of his sermons and stuff. But for the most part, I don't listen to other pastors' sermons except for like if I'm visiting somebody and I go to church with them or something. But it's like a lot of times, like I I cut out a lot of that um, just because. But I'm just saying, like again, I I guess I want to say, like, how do we? as mature believers who ha- who love our brothers and sisters and want to encourage our brothers and sisters to really be a part of like the local body to maybe step away from what are some of the ways that we can encourage them to step away from services like the metaverse church or you know well I listen I listen to you know all of John MacArthur's podcasts and so I don't need to go to church or you know and I, I'm not trying to dunk on MacArthur or anything like even though he he's he's got some he's got some takes he's got some takes especially when it comes to that rock and roll and and that that alcohol he's got some takes um but um you know, you know or whoever you know it's like well I I listen to whoever's sermons all the time so I don't go like I mean, and and I think we've already passively done this, but specifically, mm-hmm. like, what what are some ways that maybe we can, like, in, a, again, just additionally encourage them, while while still maintaining the validity of maybe the tools that they're, like, do you know what I'm saying? Like saying, like, hey, this online yeah. community that you're a part of is not necessarily a bad thing, but it's also not a church. Sure. Yeah, yeah. It's. I think we need to. I think it's good to it's good to appreciate and express appreciation for the ways that we can use technology for the sake of the gospel today. Mm-hmm. And I'm thankful for a lot of the 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 movements in technology that God is sovereign over that he has orchestrated to happen, right? And and um I think I think there's a lot of good there and a lot of a lot of ways that it can be used for good. Um, but I think to, to really get into kind of what, what you're saying is I think we need a, a resurgence, if you will, or, or a reformation. I think it would be a better, uh, a better, a better term to use, um, back to a biblical definition of what church is, right? Mm-hmm. And if we're going to look at the, the, the biblical tenets of a new Testament church, what needs to be there, you need biblical qualified eldership. You need the centrality of the word of God, the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ to the people, and you need church discipline, right? These are the, 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 these are the main pillars that need to be there in order for a church to be considered a true New Testament church, right? And these are like, these aren't just the, the, the tenants that I've, you know, pulled out of some textbook somewhere. These, these are, these are scriptural. Right. We see these in church history. Right. We look at how the church was set up and these are the tenants that were con- that that were there. Right. So we need to be very, very clear when we are engaging with our brothers and sisters who have a different view is is it look and, and it's not that we're jerks about it, but you know, through COVID and all that stuff, you know, Zoom church was big, Facebook Live Church mm-hmm. was big, you got people taking communion in their in their home by themselves over zoom and things like that online church zoom church is not church it's just not and it never has been and it never will be now i am thankful 
for the technology that's out there that, you know, if I'm at home sick with the flu, I can, I can listen to my pastor, mm-hmm. you know, in, in some, how some churches do it. I can hear my brothers and sisters sing, right? I, I, I can still have that, that connection to my church family. And I'm, I'm thankful for that, but I need to be very, very careful as to not see that as a replacement for actually gathering mm-hmm. because with physically gathering comes accountability, which is one of the main things the local church gives with physically gathering comes encouragement and community, which is one of the main things the local church gives. You can't get that online. Mm-hmm. Right. And I need to be able to be seen in the local church. I need to be able to be, to be known in the local church. Right. And something that I tried to, I, I have tried to stress through COVID and even to now is, and it's a hard truth to understand, and it's a hard truth to say, and I, I, I do my best to say it with, with as much grace as I can, but refusing to gather physically with your brothers and sisters in Christ is one of the most selfish things that you can do as a Christian, because in that act, you are willingly depriving your church family of the gifts that God would use you to give them. Hmm. And it's very important that we understand that. And not just the gifts that you can give them, but the way that the church speaks into your life. Yeah. It's, it's not only selfish, but it's prideful <laughs> because you're saying you don't need what the church has to offer. Right. And again, we, we, we say that with, with grace, we're not jerks about it, but when we engage with things like the metaverse or or online church right you need to go back to the go back to the tenets of what what is the purpose of the local church what is the purpose of the lord's day gathering it's to glorify god through the preaching of the word prayer singing taking the sacraments it's not about you yeah. right and and all of the online church and metaverse and things like that. Although I think there are tools there that can be utilized for good. Yeah. I see them being used to just propagate this consumeristic mindset that you've been talking about that has plagued the local church for so long. Mm -hmm. And we see those things as just, Oh, look, look how convenient and easy church is. Church isn't supposed to be convenient. Yeah. Church isn't (laughs) supposed to be easy. (laughs) Right when I show up Sunday morning, I I more times than not I'm a wreck. I don't feel like being there yeah. because my week has been horrible. But that is precisely why I need to be there. Is because I know one, I'm not the only one that's there that morning feeling that way. Mm-hmm. Right, but when you have a bad week and things have just not gone your way and you are just feeling like a piece of fill in the blank. I need the sacraments of my savior. I need the fellowship of my brothers and sisters. I need to be able to look around and see them singing their hearts out to God. Mm-hmm. I need the pastor behind that pulpit to tell me why I need to stop striving for my own righteousness and to accept the gift of salvation that Christ freely offers. Like this is the stuff that I need and it's not the same in the metaverse. It's mm-hmm. just not right. Mm-hmm. And so I would, I would take that person and show them, show them what you are missing. 
when you neglect to physically gather with your brothers and sisters, you're trading the most glorious uh, glimpse of heaven, this, this Mm. side of the veil. And you're, you're trading it for, it's like, it's like going to a, it's like being at the heavyweight, like Tyson fight and like streaming it on your phone while you're ringside. It's like, (laughs) it's, it's right there. It's happening right there. Um, only it's so much better than that. Well, and that, that, and you know, sometimes you're going to miss out on all those sweet potluck dinners, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. And man, like us reformed Baptists, I don't know how it is on the Presby side, but man, we love to eat. No, that's like, like, like we, we kept that aspect of the Baptist part, you know, and uh, we just, oh man, well, it's glorious. I, I'm, I'm one of like, one or two guys who is advocating for because we only observe uh, the Lord's Supper uh, the first Sunday of every month, and I'm one of those guys. It's like, listen, oh okay, um, right. I'm like, I'm kind of like, you know, and I know there's the argument where it's like some people are like, well, if you do it every Sunday, it's gonna like it's gonna diminish the importance, and I'm like, listen, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I'm like that sounds like a you I, problem. I, I think we. <laughs> I think we ranted on that on the reformatory a little while ago. Um, and it's uh, it's like, you know, if the gospel ceases to be glorious, it means there's either a problem with its preaching or its hearing. Well, and it, and it's like, I'm like, listen, you get to taste and see the gospel. This is a physical, oh, like, yeah. I mean, like not to go into it, but like, even with like, and again, we sprinkle our babies, but it's like, even with baptizing, sure. baptism, you, you, this is a physical demonstration of like, and, and I mean- for me, it's different, but you know, because our baptisms are a little different than yours, but I'm like, th- this is a, mm-hmm. a physical representation of the, the kindness and the, the sovereign grace of God to mark you as his own when you are a stranger to him and mm-hmm. to, I would, I'd, I'd sign off on that. Like, yeah. and it's like, and, and, and it's like, this is a reminder. Like every time we do that, I'm like, this, this is like when I was an enemy, when I was un, like, before I even knew myself, God looked at me and said, you will be mine. Like you will be part of my people. I will make you mine. I will make you, I will take you from being my enemy and you will be a son in the sun. And, mm-hmm. you know, when, yeah. when we, when we take the cup and we eat the bread, like you, you know, this is—it's a shadow of the 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 bridal feast to come. But it's also like in that moment, like I'm I'm a Presbyterian, so it's like I believe in real presence. Like I am there through through the power of the Holy Spirit. I am in the presence of the Trinity. Like I'm in the presence of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And like I am in a way anticipating the the joy that is set before his people like and and i'm that that blood yeah. is mine that body is mine and it is good and and i'm i'm just going to say like like you know, you can't you can't do that stuff at home on a screen and it's not going to mean the same thing. And I'm not trying to like, no. I'm not trying to dog anybody or, or anything like that. I'm just saying like, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I, yeah, man, I, I just, I, yeah, go ahead, Josh. Sorry. Well, I was just going to say, I think it also, um, 
kind of points to kind of an underlying it, it it reduces the like human experience down to information like if we can just communicate mm-hmm. this same thing to you then it's similar and and like you've been saying Josh like i i appreciate it as well our church does a live stream for our services so and and i sure. appreciate yeah, it we- as a dad that when my wife is, has a kid who's sick that she's able to turn on the stream and like still um, participate in the service in a very small way, you know, like it's not the same as being there. Sure. No. But, but, but she's still able to be fed by her pastor. Right. Yeah. Right. And she's be able yeah. to be on the same page so that when she goes to her Bible study through, throughout the week with the other ladies that she does a Bible study with, like they're mm-hmm. on the same page of what's being taught yeah. in the church, you know? So, so there's a lot of good out of that as well. The pitfall is when that becomes, when that, like out of convenience becomes, you know, the main way that you participate in the church. And it's well, like, well, yeah. Th- yeah. I think too, something you-, you hit on, Josh, is like the idea, it's like part of being a human, right? Is it's an embodied experience. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's not just information. It's not just, it. it is like, being there in the person and, and, and and it's kind of weird to hear a bunch, you know, a couple of dudes whose primary means of recreation is sort of experiencing fantasy worlds in a sort of like, Mm -hmm. you know, but at the same time, like the talking through the internet right now, having a conversation. (laughs) And again, we would say these are good things, maybe not ideal. Um, but it is, it is like, you know, being a, a human it means things, which is, I mean, even part of the whole mess that we have now with just all of the transgender and the sexual confusion and like everything that's going on in the world. I mean, it's, it's all really an attempt to sort of manufacture the, the identity and the community that we possess in, in the body. Like, you know, it's like the the thing is we don't have to struggle with those things because we've given, we've been given our identity. It's like, we know who we are. We're, we're sons and daughters of God, you know, and, and I'm not trying to like, you know, lowercase sons and daughters of God, but we, we know, we, we know where we belong. And that's a confusion I think that the world is sort of kicking at and screaming at. And a lot of it is just, I think one of the, the ways that we can sort of just a, a, a sort of like a low key way that we can sort of, you know, we talk about like being salt and light and I'm not saying that there isn't merit to being evangelism, but I think a lot of times like we take for granted that like, I think one of the ways that like we will win over, like, like one of the ways that we will, you know, expose people to gospel truths is by loving and serving each other. When they see the way that we care for each other within the body, man, like that is, that is a beautiful, like, listen, ultimately faith comes through hearing and hearing comes through, you know, preaching of the word, but like, we can't underestimate the beauty of like the, the, the witness of a body that loves each other and cares for each other. That was, that was the witness of the early church, right? Yeah. And, 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 and they were in one accord and they were known by the culture that they lived in for being of one accord, right? And scripture doesn't say they will know us by all of the theology and all of the isms that we can spout, 
they will know us by our love, our love for one exactly. another. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's, that's, if we, I mean, it goes back, it goes back to, you know, just, just that, that verse in, uh, I think it's end of Romans, right? It's, we can speak in the tongues of angels. Mm-hmm. We can have all of the right theology, cross all the T's, dot all the I's, know all the ologies, know all the isms. But if we don't have love and it's not being stemmed out of love, it's a noisy gong. It's useless. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's good for nothing. It would be better if you would keep your mouth shut. <laughs> right. And, and it's, we we underemphasize and and I think I think this is an issue in in reformedom as well because we love our theology, right? And and we're right to theology is vital. We we need a correct understanding of who God mm-hmm. is if we're going to worship Him in the way that He wants us to worship Him, right? Mm-hmm. But it is often the orthodoxy is often so much removed from the orthopraxy, and we need both. Your orthodox, your doctrine must lead to practice. It must lead to application. Because if it doesn't, mm-hmm. you're showing you don't actually believe in the doctrine that you say you believe in. Well, it's what right? James says when and he says, this, like, show, show yeah. me your faith without works. He's like, it's right. dead. Like, if, if there, if, if there yeah. is not works coming, good works coming out of what you believe, you don't really believe those things. Right. Yeah. 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 hundred percent. Yeah. And, and it's the same with the church, right? Like we can't say that we love Jesus yet hate his people yeah. mm-hmm. because you cannot on one hand love the person of Jesus Christ and yet despise the people that he loved so much to die for. Yeah. yeah. Those two don't equate or, right? or even so we need different, right? Or even be indifferent. Right? Like we should have such an overwhelming affection for our brothers and sisters in Christ because of the overwhelming affection that we have been shown by Christ. Yeah. Right? Like that you can't separate the two. If you love Jesus, you must love his people because Mm -hmm. that that is the application, that is the (laughs) outflow of the grace that you have been given is to love your brothers and sisters well. Yeah. Right? And 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 we need we need to do a better job at making at at making those things one thing instead of instead of separate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, man. My I dig I mean like I mean I, one like you're preaching to the choir but two um like I've been ministered to tonight in a way that like mm-hmm. um it, it's just good to like like I said when when I read your, you know, I don't always respond. Like I'm not super present on social media a lot anymore. Like I get on every once in a while. I'm like, Oh, I smoked a cigar and I, I, I feel pretty today. Or it's like, oh, I got a neat whiskey glass or, you know, it's like, or like my dogs are kind of funny, you know? And like, that's like the, the right. extent of my posting now. But like when I get on and right. I see, see you spitting some fire there, man, I'm like, yeah, that's, that's legit. And I, I just wanted to one say thanks for like, kicking that out there and just like, you know, just encourage you to keep doing it, man. Cause like, I think so much of social media posting can feel like shouting into the void. Um, or just like trying, mm, like sure. even just like trying to be like a voice of reason or a voice of kindness today can just be, and I just wanted to like, as, as a bit of encouragement to you, man, like, like even if, and I know other people are noticing too, but I'm just saying like, even if nobody else noticed, I, I see it, man. And I wanted to turn people onto it and just say like, listen, these are good words here that like are worth listening to. And, you know, and I, and again, I think like the, just the idea of like, you know, I just, I want to encourage people to like, you know, get your butt in a pew, man. Like, 
find a good mm-hmm. God-fearing church, God-loving church. And yeah, maybe there's going to be like areas of disagreement. And like, listen, th- like one of the, like, just like, listen, sometimes you need to leave a church, right? Like, mm-hmm. sure. but sure. we should yep. be slow to do that. Like we should make sure that we're doing it mm-hmm. for the right reasons. And, um, but yeah, I, I just, you know, like I said, I appreciate so much you like making the time to like hop on with us, man. Um, yeah. It was super cool. And now that I know that you're a big old nerd like us, uh, we will find some stuff to like rope you in for another one of these where we, where, <laughs> where we can be a lot sillier. Um, <laughs> oh, dude, I love it, man. Yeah, no, it was, it was my pleasure. Uh, I love talking nerd stuff, love talking local church stuff. Uh, really appreciate uh, what you guys are doing. Thanks for having me on. It was, it was definitely, definitely my pleasure. I had a blast. Cool. Cool. Hey, oh. just to, before we start our wrap up, you know, where can people find you online? Like, mm-hmm. you know, just like, I know you're on Facebook. I'm, I'm pretty sure you're on Twitter too. Yeah. 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 I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, okay. um, at Josh Loftus. They're all the same. So, uh, my, nice. my last name is spelled weird. It's L O F T H U S. It's a Norwegian name. The H is silent. So at Josh Loftus, you can find me Instagram, Twitter, um, Facebook, uh, I host the reformatory with, uh, my co-host Jack. You can find that at reformatory pod, all the same places, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, check me out there. Send me a message. I love, I love talking to people, love interacting with folks. Uh, uh, and I'll, I mean, I'll talk about anything, man. Local church. I'll talk about, I'll talk about Batman. I'll talk about star Wars, whatever you want to talk about. Hit me up <laughs> and, uh, and glad to do it. I dig it. I dig it. That's awesome. So, well, Josh, um, Broccolo, not, Mm-hmm. Not Josh Loftus, Josh Brocklow. <laughs> we uh, we should probably, you know, we have taken up a, a fair amount of this gentleman's time this evening, mm-hmm. and uh, we should probably start landing the plane. So, you know, he's given us the details on where to find him. Where can people find us, man? Well, you know, we are as well as well, and no, we are also Josh on, talked pretty uh, someday. That's a, like yeah, they talk pretty someday. Like a- it's like a slow motion car wreck happening <laughs> in my mind. Um, so on uh, on Facebook, we have a group. It's the hashtag Backlog Book Club. Um, so you can search for us there on Twitter. Our handle is at BBDownCast. Um, if you want to just like reach out to us, you can send us an email. Our email address is uh, thebacklogbreakdown at gmail.com. And we also have a Discord. That was the other one. Mm-hmm. Uh, link for that will be in the description. We like to kick around all kinds of cool thoughts um you know that well i guess before we before we jump into that uh if you do want to get a little bit more personal i generally on the internet go by broccolope and nate goes by nate underscore mckeever yeah um what i was gonna mention though is just some of the stuff that you know we've been discussing in discord primarily that's kind of the most immediate place that we that I tend to hang out and I, I am kind of pulling back from a lot of social media um, that just, you know, don't really interact too much, but discord, I try and try and clear out all my uh, notifications by the end of the day, hopefully within, you know, two days or so. Um, but we've been having some cool discussions in there. I, I just wanted to highlight some of the more theological discussions, which don't always pop up. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of the times we're just being silly talking about video games, but there have been some some pretty cool discussions that we've had um, and very, I would say, like level-headed, you know, nothing, nothing um, overly, you know, th- there's no bashing or anything like that. And so it just... 
it makes me happy when at the end of the day, if I haven't been, you know, like moderating or whatever, like, oh no, actually y'all are having civil discussions and civil disagreements as well. Like that makes, makes my heart happy that we can be a place to, to foster that kind of uh, discussion. Yeah. Did you did you have any community shout outs? Um, well, I I just know there was a conversation going on about vocation and following your passion and some of like the stuff. A uh, friend of the show, Jono Spark, was sort of spearheading that. And then uh, Mark, I, I'm pretty sure his he's one of our patrons, and I think his Discord handle is Makoslo or something or Makoslo. I'm, I'm not yeah. sure how to say that one. It, it's, it might not even have a pronunciation. Maybe he was just using like letters from his name or something i don't know anyways but they were sort of batting some stuff around and you contributed and i just um i have a particular soft spot for vocation and recreation and the the sort of the ideas behind some of that so i enjoyed that um i enjoyed sort of sitting on the sidelines i just wanted to say well done gentlemen so but good stuff Anyways, uh Josh Loftus again. Thanks so much dude. We will like uh, I mean yeah. like I will, you know, if you ever have something that you want to like, you know, like nerd out about, like we're here for you, man. Like we are all about that life. Um just you know, not, you know, just feel free to reach out. Um love to have you on again and I'll be looking for maybe an opportunity to sort of set something up again with you soon ish um i don't want to take up too yeah. much of your time so you're a busy boy dude you you, no, you got a lot of hustles like swords in the fire man like you know so um but thanks again so much for for hopping on with us tonight and uh seriously yeah loved having you on glad i'm glad you had a good time so oh yeah absolutely it was, it was a joy of mine awesome getting to know you guys and uh yeah, have me back anytime, dude. This is a lot of fun. Cool, 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 cool. Sweet. But uh, Josh, we have done all the things that we set out to do tonight. We have, I don't know. Like, here's the thing, folks. This is like, I feel like we just, this is like, we touched the tip of the iceberg on the importance of why it is like, like this is just like, of why you should gather with a local body there. We could probably, we probably could have talked for hours. I mean, we didn't even, yeah. I, I purposely avoided <laughs> the fourth commandment <laughs> for a lot of reasons. Um, <laughs> just because again, I know that can be a bit of a hot topic, like hot button issue, but I mean, like we, we didn't even get into a lot of that stuff, but, um, like we, we've, we've done, you know, basically what we set out to do in, you know, a reasonable amount of time. So Josh, yeah. until next time, you know, again, we've done the things, what should they do? Guys, get your butt in a pew and uh, keep beating down your bat- backlogs and we'll keep breaking down the benefits. I'm Batman. Where were the other ducks going? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's that's, that's what awesome. I was waiting for. That's what I was waiting for. Yeah. Where's Rachel? Oh, it's like so much spit in his mouth. You just like, yes. oh, it just I can hear yeah. it. Like, mm-hmm. uh, and part of it too is like the British accent fighting against the American yeah. accent that he puts on. <laughs> you know, like all of that. Just 
He's, shaking his up. mouth is having an existential crisis. It doesn't know what to do. <laughs> oh, my. He's literally dying. Yeah. Oh, man.